Hi, this is These Unprecedented Times, and I'm Claire Hogan, a student production assistant with the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation at William & Mary. It's October, and the 2020 presidential election is looming on the horizon. With confusion over mail-in ballots and the pandemic in full swing, the voting process is looking a little more complicated this year. Multiple individuals and student organizations at William & Mary are taking steps to help students navigate voting in 2020. In this episode, we're taking a look at how students are learning about voting, from social media outreach to phone banking to everything in between. First, we'll be talking to Maddie Nicole, a student fellow with NextGen, a national voter outreach organization. In past years, Maddie would be spending time outside the Sadler Center, clipboard in hand, registering people to vote. But this year, voter registration and outreach looks a little different. So to start off, can you just sort of introduce yourself and any position that you have with NextGen? My name's Maddie, Maddie Nickel. I'm a fellow with NextGen, NextGen Virginia specifically. There's NextGen America, and they're involved in, I think, 11 different states right now. But I'm the fellow for the William & Mary campus, and there are other fellows for schools in Virginia, but I'm the only fellow right now. So tell me a little bit about NextGen. What does NextGen do? So NextGen was founded in 2013 by Tom Steyer which is kind of cool. He just ran for president. And it was originally founded as a climate action committee. That's the official title for it. And then after the 2016 election, he was like, we should do more. Let's focus on some other things. So he kind of expanded it to basically include voting. That's the main thing we do. And just kind of overall education, just getting young people into voting because the numbers were incredibly low in 2016. And so right now we're just all about getting people out to vote, making sure they know what's going on, know about the candidates. That kind of stuff. So that's what NextGen is doing now is just basically voting. And so before we were recording, you said something about how NextGen is moving out of Virginia. Tell me a little bit about that. I don't know the most specific details about that. Um, I just know that Virginia is technically not a swing state anymore because we just flipped blue in 2018 and 2019. So I think right now it's just kind of like not better, but better for their resources to focus on states that are truly swing states. Because right now, Virginia's definitely leaning blue, and they could definitely still use some help here. But I think that's really just the reason is very, like in the past two years, Virginia has leaned one way more than the other and is in some places considered not a swing state anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. And so for you personally, like when did you get involved in NextGen? Why did you join NextGen? I first started my freshman year my roommate Annalise started she just like was volunteering with the club it's also a club on campus and she would just bring me to everything and I'm like okay cool like let's go to stuff the first big thing I did was like chalking we chalked before the election and then after that she became a fellow in that spring spring 2018 and again I just went to everything and then I became a fellow fall of my junior year fall 2019 and so I've just been involved like just kind of through my roommate and then now I just do it myself and I did it in the spring and now I'm here again in the fall. Interesting and so you mentioned chalking like where might people see NextGen on campus? What sort of stuff do you do on the William & Mary campus? Right now we're not doing anything. Um, We're completely remote. I personally am doing stuff like I'll register people to vote like I post on my Instagram all the time or on social media and I just have people reach out to me to register to vote all the time. But in terms of next gen, they're not doing anything in person just because of COVID. They would never put any of us at risk. I think for actual election day, I could do stuff if I wanted to, but it's extremely no pressure. Like I would never have to do anything 
But on a typical semester, usually we table in Sadler, on the terrace, at Campus Center, usually every day of the week. And there are usually more fellows, so there are usually two or three of us. But um, usually we'd be tabling, registering people to vote, getting them to pledge to vote, um, just kind of education things. Or we'll have some club meetings, which we currently have now on Thursdays at 7 p.m. on Zoom. And then towards the election, we'll have bigger events like chalking. I mentioned that's where we go around and literally chalk on campus, like arrows to the polling locations. Times polling locations will be open. And then we'll have some big days like National Voter Registration Day, which just happened on September 22nd. It's usually like the last Tuesday, I think, in September. And then so we'll have like a big thing like that. We last year had a huge petting zoo. That's what we usually do. And then we'll have like a day of action or something. But mostly it's tabling on campus or going up to people with clipboards, like clipboarding. And obviously we just can't do that right now. So it's mostly virtual stuff now. Right. So you said that you're totally virtual this semester. And yet I feel like this election is really important in terms of a lot of people don't know the information that they might need to vote. So how are you spreading that information on campus, even when you're doing remote meetings? It's been very stressful. Just because, like, for me personally, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the biggest election. And most fall semesters, Next Gen registers upwards of a thousand students. And pers- like I've registered maybe like 40. So on that level, it's very stressful knowing that I'm not reaching the audience that I could be reaching. So I'm doing a lot of posting in Facebook groups. Um, I've scheduled some like class wraps. RAP stands for register all people. So we'll like go into Zoom classes or send information to teachers to send to their students But besides that, it's mostly social media. It's a lot of text banking. It's a lot of phone banking, Um, class wraps, club wraps. I've done a few like where we go to clubs and talk about things. But it's been a little stressful because the audience I reach definitely is not as big as it is. Like most of the people I follow on social media are friends or my grade. Like there's not a lot of way for me to reach to the younger grades who are just getting on campus. Um. But at the same time, I think that this election in particular, a lot of people are really, I don't know, passionate about or really focused on. So a lot of people, I think, are registering to vote and doing stuff on their own. So I'm like, in the places that I can't reach, I'm hoping that people just, people seem to care a lot and are taking the initiative and doing it on their own rather than me, you know, reminding them when I'm tabling or something. So a little less worried, but a little... A little stressed because it's a little different than school. Got you. So you're sort of using like all these technologies to reach out to people as opposed to, you know, coming up to them with a clipboard on the terrace or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Sometimes I'll sit on the terrace with like a sign that says register to vote here, but I wouldn't go up to people now just because I don't want to encroach on anyone's personal space. And I don't really want to see anyone either. You know, like I don't want to interact with everyone just because of COVID. So kind of hard making sure it's like usually I'm the one who's doing the hard ask and now I have to ask for them to approach me to vote but it's fine so you talked about how you're using social media a little bit to get out the word about how to vote and where to register to vote and stuff like that how are you using social media how are you using it as a tool to spread this voting information it's mostly on my personal accounts like next gen does have accounts next gen virginia has a facebook next gen america has twitter Um, and Instagram, they post constantly. So on my end, specifically for William and Mary, I just post on my Instagram. Um, I post on my Instagram story, I'll repost stuff. And it's just kind of constant reminders, or I'll have friends repost my stuff, because I created this like kind of all encompassing document about voting for a student in Williamsburg. 
So I posted that. That's in my Instagram bio. Um, I retweet stuff on Twitter, post stuff on Facebook. I'll post stuff in, we have a next gen group and then there's like a progressive coalition group. And then, you know, maybe I'll post something in Swampy Memes if I have to, because that's such a big audience. So really, it's just posting and hoping people will look at it. And there are a lot of things online that people can just click on, do it right then and there, register right then and there. But there are also out-of-state students who can't register online. So that's kind of where I have to step in and be like, please come here and register in person because you have to. You mentioned that you have like a master document of all the voting resources. How did you compile that? How are you sharing that with students? I compiled it over, honestly, just a couple days. But I was like, oh, God, how else is this information going to be out there? Like, I don't know if there's one place that has a specific set of everything. So I have everything about what you need in Virginia to register to vote. All the dorm addresses are on here. The specific mailing addresses for on campus are on here. Um, what you need to vote in person, the polling locations for Williamsburg, how to vote absentee, and because there are multiple ways to request your absentee ballot, and then to vote absentee, and then early voting, which is different in Virginia this year, and then important dates, and then contact information for the Williamsburg like registrar, and then my contact information. Got you. And so as you've been posting on your personal social media and like spreading the message about voting... Have you had people reach out to you with questions like how has the reception been among your fellow students? I think it's been pretty good. I probably get like at least two or three people every day reach out to me by text or like Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter. Like I, I do get a good amount. I posted this document a couple weeks ago and I had almost immediately like 10 different people. And some of them aren't people that I'm like friends with. Like a lot of people are my friends and I'm like, hey, help me register to vote. And that's easy because we've known each other. So it has been pretty good. It's definitely been better than what I thought it would be, which is really good. So you kind of become like the go-to person on, on campus for people to reach out to you about voting information. The voter girl, yeah. It feels good. <laughs> so how, as you've been having conversations with people, how informed do you think the average student is about voting? And what don't they know that they should know? I think the average student is pretty informed it's just really very specific things like about absentee. But like I had someone the other day ask me, hey, my absentee ballot came in the mail and it was soaked, like completely ruined just from the rain. What do I do? And like no one knows what like that's not a common question, like not a oh, everyone knows, you know, when Election Day is. That's a common piece of knowledge. But this they're like, what do I do in this situation? Um, so it's mostly stuff like and I can answer that, actually. I said, just take it to the registrar's office with you and be like, hey, this is what happened. And then you can just vote in person with that absentee ballot once you turn your absentee ballot in. But I'd say most people are pretty informed, um, especially on this campus. Most people know what's up. It's mostly questions about absentee voting or not knowing if they should register here or in their hometown. Those are the main questions. But most people seem pretty knowledgeable about it, which is good. Yeah. And so at this year, I know particularly there's so many complications with voting. You know, there's so many ways you can do it. You could do it in person. You could do it absentee. Are you seeing a lot of people like struggle to figure out which way they're going to vote? Like a lot of specific questions. Like how has your role sort of changed in this year, the pandemic year of 2020? I'd say my role has definitely changed from registering people to vote to helping them, like you said, figure out how to vote. Because a lot of people in the past, it's like, oh, I'll just vote on Election Day. But there are a lot of people who don't want to go in person, who don't feel comfortable with that. Um, I know a lot of people are worried about 
Um, not as much anymore because we've been here for so long, but a lot of people were worried about being sent home. So they're like, I registered on campus, but should I stay registered or should I get an absentee ballot? And I'm like, get an absentee ballot because who knows if we'll still be here. Got you. And so a lot of what you've been talking about has been like your personal social media, like you sort of as, as the figurehead of NextGen on campus. Like, how are you working with maybe other organizations on campus, other people in NextGen? How are you collaborating to spread the message? We just had um, on Tuesday a debate watch party with the Rainbow Coalition, which was fun would be a word to describe it. Um, just in terms of it was nice to be with people. We were all chatting about it. Um, it would have been hard to watch on my own. So we had that. That was actually a positive experience would be the one to say. I wouldn't say I enjoyed the debate. Um, but it was cool to do it with a group. It's hard to collaborate with people now just because everything's virtual, but we can do events like that on Zoom. And I've gone to other clubs to like talk about voting, um, which has been cool. But as for like other next gen people, I have an organizer who is also an organizer for like the University of Richmond and she can't really be on campus because, you know, just based on contact guidelines, um, she isn't coming to campus. So it's really just me because I'm the only fellow too. in past years. It's been multiple fellows. But for now, for next gen, it's really just me on campus. So because there are so many different ways to vote this semester, what are you telling students? What is your like recommended plan for voting? Um, I think it would depend on the student, but my best recommendation is to just do it now. I voted last Friday. I'd say just get it out of the way. Just do it so you don't forget about it. Or just if you're doing an absentee ballot, like I voted in person at the Williamsburg Registrar's office. But if you have an absentee ballot, again, just do it as soon as you can. Like there's no reason not to. And in Virginia, they extended um, early voting so that you can start voting 45 days before the election. So early voting in Virginia started on September 18th, which was two Fridays ago, two or three Fridays ago. And so I'm like, let's just do it. Get it out of the way. Don't worry about it. Just do it. That would be my best recommendation. And so for this like election specifically, I think I've heard a lot of things. I've heard a range of emotions from people who are really passionate about one or both of the candidates or, you know, deep ambivalence about the election as a whole. So why is voting important in any election for young people and, and in this election specifically? Um, voting is the most important because when you don't vote, your voice is not heard. Like in our society and our government, voting is the way to make your voice heard as a citizen. Like we can do other things, but in the way that our government is working right now, voting is kind of what you have to do. So I know I've seen a lot of things. People have not been super pro-voting and I'm like, there are other ways to achieve change and to go about change. However, right now it's kind of the way our government's working and, and you should do it. They say in Next Gen a lot, voting is your voice. And if you want your voice to be heard, you kind of have to do it. And for students specifically, voting turnout for our age bracket is extremely low. It's gotten a lot higher, especially in Williamsburg. It's gotten way higher since my freshman year here, which was 2017. But we're adults, you know, it feels weird being in college. We're in a weird transition period, but we're adults. We will be affected by everything that our government decides. So we may as well have a say in it. And specifically in Williamsburg, I'm like, we are affected by the laws that happen here. We're a part of this community for four years. Why wouldn't you register to vote here? Have your voice heard in this community. So you mentioned earlier that your voting numbers from, or your, your registration numbers from typical sources that you would normally do are, are down a little bit this year, just because it's kind of hard to do uh, in-person activities during the pandemic. But you've also been reaching out to a lot of people through things like social media. So are you optimistic about how informed voters are about, you know, voter participation, especially in the William & Mary community? How are you feeling about that, do you think? I 
feel okay. Um, it's hard to know because I'm. I also live off campus. I'm not on campus as much as I have been in the past. Like I feel like I'm a little removed as a student just because I don't live on campus. I only have like one class on campus. I don't really see people. I'm not living in dorms. I don't know what people are talking about. Um, it seems like people are pretty informed. I've seen a lot of things on social media, at least from the people that I follow on social media and interact with. So it seems like it's okay. It's still a little concerning just knowing that Not that I'm the only source for information on campus, but knowing that people aren't receiving information or maybe I'm not reaching the audience that I have reached in the past. So that's a little little spooky just in terms of being worried about like voter turnout. But I feel optimistic. I feel pretty good about it. Everyone's very excited, especially because it's a presidential campaign. And rather than other years where it's, you know, state Senate, stuff like that, people aren't super informed about. They're like, oh state, senate, whatever, but this is like a presidential election. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone, I think, wants to vote and wants to do something. So that also helps is specifically what year it is. And so if a student wants to know more about voting, how to register to vote, where to vote, how to vote, where can they find you? Where can they find NextGen? Where can they find the resources that they need? Again, I say this a lot, but probably social media. I get, I could give you my social media. Yeah, feel free to post pl- it. plug NextGen's, plug yours, whatever you want to do. Um, NextGen, I think, is just NextGen America. That's N-E-X-T-G-E-N America. Most of my social media is MJ Girl. MJ Girl with a U. M-J-G-U-R-L. And I should be public on everything. And I have my, like, large spreadsheet or large document of all my information attached to my Instagram. And I should probably put it on other sites as well. But I'd say, like, please feel free to reach out to me and ask me any question. Like I will talk to anyone and it happens a lot. Like I have random people I don't really know reach out to me all the time. Um, I also have an on-campus job. I work at the Campus Center front desk um, three days a week. So if you want to stop by there, please feel free to do that. I register a lot of people to vote at that desk as well. So I guess those would be the main places to find me. Yeah. Gotcha. So in all aspects of your life, it's sort of been permeated with uh, voter stuff. It really is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Thank you. Though NextGen is an established voter outreach organization, some students are taking a newer approach. I am the official kind of front leader of the William & Mary Vote Instagram page. That was Gail Conk, the student behind a new voter information page on Instagram run by the William & Mary Young Democrats. The page, at WMVote on Instagram, posts infographics about voter registration, voting, and other issues like the 2020 census. We sat down with Gail to find out the purpose of this new page and how she's using social media to connect with the student body at William & Mary. I'm the one that does all the primary posting and is the one that's specifically logged into the account at all times and keeps an eye on it. Got you. And so what is William & Mary Vote? Like, how did it start and, and what do you do? So basically, William & Mary Vote is an account that is specifically curated for people in the tribe and in the surrounding community that are in the districts that most of the students that William & Mary like encompasses have. So we're focusing on those people in those congressional districts, and we're making sure that they have the resources, the tools, and the information that they need to be able to vote and to be able to make an informed voting choice so that we can ensure that 
everybody's getting all of the absolute access that they need to make the best choice this November and onward. Got you. And so who started the page? Whose idea was it? And and why did you decide to make this Instagram page? The page uh, idea was originally, it was a little bit above me. It basically is run through the Young Dem exec board, but we do want to stress, of course, we are a nonpartisan page meant for any kind of person with any kind of belief to come and get resources about general voting. It's not a political page at all. But it's run by the Young Dems exec board. I'm the social media coordinator of the Young Dems officially. So I'm the one that does the main uh, activities on the ca- or on the account the day-to-day. Posting, keeping up, answering DMs, following, everything like that. And then I kind of go to the exec board with ideas of what to post and what we need to have on the page. Like stuff that we kind of think is best for the people we're trying to uh, reach out to. And we kind of have a consensus and decide what's best to post. And that's basically how we go from there. Awesome. And so you started with the, as the young Democrats, right? And, and now you're a nonpartisan page. Have you had any sort of struggles transitioning from this more, you know, partisan uh, take on voting to a much more like nonpartisan page on Instagram? How is that working for you? Well, basically like, For me personally, I find it very easy to be able to separate like the obvious partisan issues that are kind of plaguing our country today and the basic informational voting techniques and advice and resources that people generally need to just make an informed choice. It's basically a matter of posting things that individuals should know to be able to vote, but won't change their opinion of who they vote for on the ballot. So we're looking at stuff like registration, voting uh, methods, like whether or not you want to vote by mail, in-person, absentee, and we're providing people resources for why it's best to choose what method you think is best for you. And we're working with more nonpartisan Uh, like additional aspects of civic duty. We did a little piece on the census because it was due on the 30th. So we want to make sure that people are just being counted and represented the best that they can be while they're voting in the Williamsburg community. Interesting. And so the pages on Instagram, how did you choose Instagram as a medium of communicating information? And how are you using Instagram to, to communicate this information to students? Yeah, so we kind of realized uh, looking and reflecting over the past few months with the kind of political movement that's taking over our generation now, specifically the college students. And we all have our own private Instagram pages and we see all of the massive reshareable, easy to digest graphics that provide tons of useful information and are very like appealing and aesthetically pleasing for people to share. So we're, we figured Instagram was the best mode to get just the most like nonpartisan basic information out there for everybody to consume. And at the same time, we're using our methods fact checking to make sure what we're providing is accurate. So in the wave of all of these overwhelming like graphics and information and pictures and tweets and like Facebook um, like posts, uh, you can kind of discern that this is one account that is meant for you, specifically for you, and is only in your best interest. We don't have any other agenda or anything to follow like that. We are completely nonpartisan and we're very much focused on just providing nonpartisan information for the general public here. 
Interesting. And so if you like scroll through your Instagram page, you're going to see like a lot of, you know, graphics as well as the text. So who makes those? How are you making those? And, and how are you making them the most effective modes for transmitting this information? Yeah, so I'm currently using Canva, which is definitely a popular uh app for other William and Mary accounts and even bigger accounts alike. It's it's been a learning process, but uh, I try to make graphics for as many things as, as possible. So literally anytime we have a reason to post on William and Mary, uh, though, I immediately go to Canva and make a new graphic. And it's kind of helped me become savvier and do more eye grabbing things and just make our posts look more appealing. And we've definitely worked on using recurring themes in our post and making sure our logos on everything. So whoever sees it, even if they just see it for a glance, they know the tag that's associated with it. They know the handle. And on top of that, we're working on like recurring themes of just like nonpartisan, like reaching out, just sharing this with other people and making sure that we all vote in November, no matter what. So do you think the graphics make the information more appealing? Have you had students resharing some of your posts? How has that been going? Yeah, we definitely had a lot of reshares on our first post, and it was by far my most impressive graphic, if I do say so myself. We had a lot of animation and stuff in it, which was fun. But basically, uh, we kind of started at the top where everybody who is very much interested in making sure William and Mary gets spread shares it out instantly. We like show people, and we're basically working on that right now. Obviously, it's hard to get a starting account off the ground, and when it's something like voting a month before, before the election, people feel like they're being bombarded with it. But we definitely want people to know that we're going to be here until after 2020. It's not just going to be something that's national. It's not just going to be an account that's for the time being while the movement's like hot and a lot of people are used to seeing stuff like this. We're going to be here to provide local, statewide and congressional and national elections for the foreseeable future. And so how is your page, how is William & Mary Vote different from maybe other voting organizations, something like NextGen or, or other political organizations on campus? We're definitely focusing on it being outreach community specifically. We're looking for specifically on campus William & Mary residents that have changed their voting to match the school. And then on top of that, we're also focusing our outreach on off-campus residents and even like older members of the community who know William and Mary, alumni even, who can see the page through their connections following the William and Mary community and then also themselves be provided. So we're looking specifically at providing for our tribe community. And on top of that, we are definitely focusing on, of course, the long term with it being we're continuing after 2020. We're going to be here for every possible election you'd need. We all have a huge stockpile of information about elections and votings in our heads. So we are here ready to provide. And then on top of that, we want to make it known that we are being nonpartisan. There's nothing driving us other than us wanting to see people voting in their personal best interest and making sure they have all the tools necessary to do that. Interesting. And so also on your Instagram page, I've noticed that in your bio, you have a, a link tree. Can you talk about that? How are you using that? How is that working for you? Yeah, Linktree is becoming slowly one of my favorite social media sites because it's just so convenient. So unfortunately, a huge burden to small accounts that want to spread information uh, is that on Instagram, you can't link multiple things or link information or websites in stories unless you have a minimum of 10,000 followers, which is 
a high bar to clear. We only have 8,000 undergrads on this campus. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to make it anytime soon. (laughs) So using Linktree has given us the ability to redirect everyone to just one central place. Right now we have three links on there. There's one for voter registration, of course, most important. And then after that, we have one for absentee ballot information and filing for that. And then the third one is just general voting information. And we hope to add more links soon as we discover them and verify them so that we can just redirect anyone with a general question about voting that we haven't already provided in a post or informational caption or story or something to the link tree. And then everybody knows that that is synonymous with our account and our account is synonymous with good information for voting. Got you. And so some of our listeners might not know uh, what a Linktree is. So can you just do like a quick description of of what is Linktree? Yeah. So Linktree is basically it's a little uh, link that people put in their website bios uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything. And you just click on it and it redirects you to a page that provides multiple options. So for ours specifically, it would be the absentee information, the voter registration link, and then the voting general information. So ours has three and you can click on either one and just automatically get redirected to that website. So there's no having to repost links or make sure that links stay updated or having to have one link fight for the top spot in our bio. We have everything right there and you know exactly where it is. And so I also noticed on the William and Mary Vote Instagram bio, there's a little message that says DM us if you have any questions. Have you had a lot of students reaching out to you? What have your interactions been like with students? Yeah, so of course we are still getting off the ground, so I'm not going to say we've had people flooding our DMs or anything, but we have had people reach out and just ask general questions. And we've been very happy to actually redirect people to the link tree and just like let them know that we're here at any time to provide them information. And even like if they do have a specific question that we think should be addressed to a larger crowd, it gives me something to post about and to be able to spread even further. And and how informed would you say students are generally and what might they not be informed about? What do they need to know that they might not know? Yeah, so I've been definitely talking to a lot of different students about voting recently, and I've been doing phone banking and talking to the greater Williamsburg area. And it it does surprise me, like a lot of people know the ground rules. Like, I mean, it's definitely me personally coming from out of state and coming from a different state that has different voting procedures. I had trouble learning about Virginia elections. So I am absolutely amazed that there are people who know more than me sometimes. And I'm like, wow, that's really helpful. I should probably spread that to other people. So it's kind of just like a cycle of sharing information. But generally the William and Mary student population, like we do understand how important it is to vote. We understand what it means for our community specifically with our representation. We understand that like, things as simple as tuition prices are affected by policy that the local government passes in the general assembly. So we understand that we absolutely do need to be represented on campus and we need to be represented through our voting and our voice and other aspects. I think a lot of us have been thinking a lot about the pandemic and how that's affected voting. You know, there's so many ways you can vote these days. You know, you can vote by Mm -hmm. mail, you can vote in person. How has that, how has the pandemic sort of changed the way you do voter outreach or or voter registration? I mean, the pandemic has 
absolutely progressed the voting by mail aspect of elections. We've been doing absentee ballots for decades now, but never before have so many states seen voting by mail and early voting. I think it's a great thing. Both uh, voting by mail and early voting have been proven to increase our voter turnout in elections, which is amazing. That's what we want to see. So I would say, honestly, the pandemic hasn't been the worst in means of accessibility of elections. Rather than having to look up a polling place, be able to find transportation to get to said polling place at a certain time when we're already in the middle of like midterms and by November it'll be like finals. Like both elections, the primary and the general take place during very stressful times in students' lives, academically speaking. Now we just have the option to request an early vote by mail, which is amazing because The difference between voting by mail and absentee voting, even though both are technically letters you send in, is that absentee, sometimes depending on when you can turn it in by, uh, doesn't get counted unless a recount is triggered or it doesn't get counted until the after the actual results of the election. So voting by mail early gives students the opportunity to just mail in a letter and it gets counted right with the election results on election night. Like that's something we've never seen before. That's accessibility that I think is so good for college students. So with so many voting options, including voting by mail, is is there one that you're recommending to students? How are you making sure that students know all of their options on how they can vote? Of course, me personally, if you had to ask, I would, of course, stress the importance of pandemic safety. The very convenient thing about voting in person, specifically if you're registered on campus to vote in Virginia, is that you can go right to the registrar's office and just vote in your ballot right there. And I think that's also an amazingly accessible thing for students to have uh, easy access to. So really, any method is a good method to vote. Just get out there and vote, you know. So how is a group like William & Mary Vote uniquely tailored to information for students at William & Mary, students on campus? Yeah, so basically we can provide information like that, like how you can just go and vote right in the registrar if you're on campus. And specifically our importance is on campus students because the people who register on campus are specifically registered because they are staying at the school and living on a dorm. It's not just an off-campus residence where you are registering as somebody who is living on a lease at that residence. It's more of a, you're still home part of the time, but at the same time, for a majority of your year, you're here. And because of that, you felt the need to switch your registration to feel more represented in your school and politically in local, state, and national elections. And I think that's, first of all, a great thing that Virginia gives students the ability to do. Because we are so community specific and we are specifically targeting our community that is only impacted because they live on this campus, we are providing tribe specific uh, updates and information that provides you resources like the information about being able to go to the registrar's office, write and blow and vote. So I think that that's something that makes us different and sets us apart in the sense that we are the one that can provide you specifically exactly what you need to do. And if you ever have a question about the tiniest detail of voting at William & Mary and in Virginia for the first time, we can provide that information for you. So do you think students are, are more likely to trust your information because you're all students on campus? How do you think that factors in? I really hope so. I think the fact that we are a student-led kind of board and on top of that, personally, me, I'm a student at the school. I really hope that 
people feel more comfortable reaching out to me because they know a face behind the account. They know the students that run the account. We're your peers. So we're kind of all in the same boat where we're voting and we have a plan to vote because we had the access to information to determine the best voting plan for us. So we want to do just that for you and make sure you have a plan. And so why in this election year is it important for students to be informed upon how they can vote and to vote themselves? It's so important because even though I said earlier that the pandemic may make it seem like it's easier for us college students to vote, it is definitely going to be a huge factor in this election. Whether or not people choose to vote will be largely uh, decided on the impact the pandemic has had in their life, how safe they feel going to the polls, how safe they feel voting by mail is. There's a lot of disinformation out there and a lot of different stuff that's coming from both sides. And we just want to be there for our tribe to be able to tell them that, look, we're nonpartisan and we have the most local, most accurate information to provide you for voting here. Got you. And, and so you mentioned earlier that you see William & Mary vote uh, continuing uh, for, for many years, not just in this election, but for many elections to come. What are your longer term goals for the organization? Yeah, so I mean, of course, uh, this is an elected position. I'm serving a one-year term, so I definitely hope to be here next year doing the same thing, maybe having a follow-up for the next election in November because Virginia has yearly elections, and I never knew that before. But uh, I definitely see the William & Mary vote account running for a long time. There's a lot of us on the board that think it's a phenomenal idea and that it could be so useful in the long term for just being a constant resource for local elections. Uh, So I know it'll be here for the next four years. I can personally guarantee that and I hope that it'll be here for a while after and that by the time the generation of college students that started it have left, there will be a new generation that know it and they know how important it is and it'll be want to be kept around. And so if people wanted to find the William & Mary vote account on Instagram, what is your username? Where could they find you? Yeah, it's just at WMVote. We have a pretty distinctive logo. I pretty much put it on every single one of the posts where we have a little ballot box and there's really pretty like cursive that says like William & Mary vote. So if you see any of that green and gold, it's usually us. So check us out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming into the studio with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. I'm excited for the election this fall. So listeners, if you still need to figure out your plan of action for election day, you know what to do. Check out at WMVote or at MJGirl, that's M-J-G-U-R-L on Instagram for tons of information on voting. Whether you're mailing in your ballot, voting early, or heading to the polls on election day, we hope you stay informed and safe. Special thanks to Maddie Nicole and Gail Conk for coming on the podcast. And thanks to everybody at the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation at William & Mary for starting this show. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.